not your typical New Zealand summer from the point of view of swimming weather, yet the number of drownings is still a concern. In the most recent incident, one person died at Opotri Beach north of Whangamata, another still missing after a group of seven got into trouble. Water Safety NZ Ambassador and Sea Survival Consultant Rob Hewitt is with us at News Talk ZB this morning. Morning, Rob. Hey, kia ora, Tim. How are you going? Yeah, good. Early days, obviously, with this most yeah. recent incident, so we can't make judgment and we're you know, mindful of the fact that people are in you know, shark and terrible grief. The, yes, yeah. The, the details still emerging. Is this fairly typical of what happens? Well, yeah, I guess so. You know, uh, what, what happens is uh, hot weather. Uh, we've been locked down for a wee while with the, with the bad weather, especially up that way with the cyclone. Uh, far they want to get out into the water and um, they, they may not be as uh, confident in the water as, as what they thought they may have been. They may not have been able to read or understand the um, the hazards, like the rips and so on. Um, yeah, so this is this is pretty, you know, unfortunately, that this is what happens and how it happens. You know, um, last year, this time, we had 20 drownings. Uh, in the in the first couple of weeks of of the year, this year, uh, as you mentioned, at or or Poteri, um, we've, we've got five uh, pending. Um, the, the the rescue or the search for for the other person missing. All and, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and still, obviously, uh, being mindful of the fact that uh, there's uncertainty and there's immediate grief. What are the common factors when it comes? to drownings. Is it still mostly blokes uh, overestimating their abilities? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's around that 45 to 55, 65-year-old bloke who's uh, overestimating, uh, thinks that he can. He, he was a swimmer in the teenage years, um, and he may have a little bit of money to buy a boat, um, not wanting to wear a life jacket, um, and then also not wanting to listen to anyone, you know, apart from himself and understand what his skills are. So you're also looking at blokes who are out rock fishing, blokes that are out diving, uh, free diving. So it is a very male-dominated space when we're looking at drownings, unfortunately. So that's why we've got the campaign out called uh, Don't Be That Guy. You know, don't be that guy who who doesn't come home, unfortunately, or don't be that guy that doesn't wear the life jacket, um, because somewhere along the line, you know, we've actually got to we've actually got to wake up to to what the data is telling us. We have been hearing those messages, haven't we, for quite a yeah. while. Is, is it time to try another tack? Well, yeah, it could be. You know, it, it, it may be something, it may be a message for some people and, and, and not a message for other people that, that aren't listening. So, you know, what we'll do is we'll go back in the, in the winter, we'll, we'll re-unpack this. Um, another thing that we need to look at is our total responsibility from the government, from the top down. Um, and funding, how much funding do, does Water Safety New Zealand get, does, does the water sector get within the space to be able to try and bring that drowning toll down? You know, last year we had 90, 93 uh, drownings, which is um, the second highest. The last time it was high like that, it was in 2008 with 95. So we're, we're slowly creeping up. 
you know, last year was 90, this year 93. Uh, if we if we don't put uh, pull a lever, then then it may go higher than what we think, and we haven't even been out in the water that much this year because of the weather. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, a lot of. We have got, yeah, we've got long weekends coming up. Uh, Wellington long weekend, Hawks, uh, Auckland long weekend, and then Waitangi weekend. And as you know, Waitangi weekend is is quite prevalent for drownings in and around this time. Not a lot of schools have swimming pools anymore, do they? Just too expensive no. for schools to run. Uh, should we be looking to replace that facility in some way, or you know, get people to learn to swim? Or is that just yeah. asking too much? You know, uh, suggesting that okay, you can dog paddle in a pool, you'll be all right in the sea now. Yeah. So we're, we're you know what. What has happened from the last 25 years without the swimming pools coming in, there's a generation that has missed out on that sort of stuff. And those guys are in their 30s and 40s now and 50s, you know. Um, so you're right. Once the swimming pools left, then there was a skill that left the, the, the community as well, which was uh, water competency and being safe and being, being uh, confident in around the water. Yeah, I don't think that uh, the money's there for, for every pool to be put back into schools, but there are pools there and there are organisations there that are able to um, support. So kids go into the uh, public pools, to the, the aquatic centres. Yep, that's where it is. But someone's got to pay for those lessons. You know, and that's it. That's where the, the metal hits the road, so to speak. Who's going to pay for those lessons? Um, because if we don't, then the kids nowadays, and we've got to attack both ends of the spectrum, you know, because the kids nowadays, when they become 30 and 40 and 25 years, that drowning toll could even go higher if we don't address the issue today. Thanks so much for talking with us this morning. Rob Hewitt, uh, Water Safety New Zealand Ambassador and Sea Survival Consultant.